Hello class and welcome again to SDS 101 Introduction to Social Development and we will be discussing this week week 6 SD agents levels and organizations and before we begin let's just have a run through a little bit on our copyright notice so this material has been reproduced and communicated to you on or by or on behalf of UP and is covered by the law on copyright of the Republic Act 8293 or the Intellectual Property Code of the Philippines. The university does not authorize you to reproduce or communicate this material so gamitin lang po natin ito for the purpose of learning SDS 101, Introduction to Social Development. So for this week, we will be discussing SD agents, levels, and organizations. Okay, so the purpose of this week's discussion is to first understand what are the different agents and organizations involved in the implementation of SD initiatives and what are the role uh, of these different actors. No? So they have their own uh, role to play in carrying out SD initiatives. So first, before we begin, so we have to first understand what are the different SD initiatives that these actors are performing. So first, we can classify, no, kasi minsan, I think we are confusing projects and programs, policies and projects or interventions. We keep on uh, using them interchangeably, but they're quite different no, in carrying out SD initiatives. So when we say intervention, it is a well-established form of social development practice that organizes different projects, programs, and policies into coherent systems of intervention. So when we say intervention, it is composed no, of projects, programs, and policies. It's quite a lot bigger than uh, most uh, in, uh, that, that most kinds of initiatives or most kinds of activities that SD uh, institutions are performing. On the other hand, when we say projects, it is just part of an intervention. A project is a small-scale and time-limited intervention, usually implemented at a local level. So it is addressing a specific problem and it's usually short-term no? and time-limited. Yung mga programs naman are not focused on any particular localities and they're more long-term and they can be comprised of different projects. Actually, sometimes they are, it can be focused on one certain locality but it's composed of multiple projects. And usually it is long-term nga as, as we said. But again, the main difference between projects and programs, project as we said are short-term, programs are long-term, and interventions are composed of projects and programs. And they are embedded or tied into an in a coherent system of intervention. On the other hand, policies are prescriptive statements that define goals and govern implementation of projects and programs. They shape the activities of formal organization. The policies are the rules or the guidelines on how to carry out projects and programs and setting up the parameters no? on what the projects and programs can do. On the other hand, the plans direct and facilitate the implementation of policies by setting justifiable goals that are met through sequential steps implemented according to a predetermined time scale. So a plan is more of uh, a document. It is uh, stating what are the goals no? uh, that you want to achieve. And they are usually step by step no? and implemented according to a predetermined time scale. Okay, so now we understand, right? The difference between intervention, projects, programs, policies, and plans. 
There are three major sectors in society that carry out these different SD initiatives. So we have the government, the private sector, and civil society. So these sectors serve as social development arms of society. And I think there are different ways in how we look at it. No? So do we look at these different sectors as necessarily fighting against each other? Or maganda ba ang perspective na tignan natin na instead of fighting, instead of contestation, is that there should be partnership between these different sectors, di ba? So, yun yung tignan natin, na? How can they complement one another? So, the different futures and contribution of different uh, partners. So, the business sector gives dynamism, access to finance, technology, managerial efficiency, and entrepreneurial spirit. So, usually because business are profit-oriented, they have a lot of good ideas. Um, one of the programs that we are familiar with, no? so, uh, I think that is quite innovative, uh, uh, is for example, sa Tanyan Ki, no? they have uh, the scholarship for children of farmers, so they are targeting farmer children in particular, and they have scholarship for medical students, for example. So, uh, they are doing development work, but they are a private company because the Tanyan Ki Foundation is the arm uh, the CSR arm of the Philippine Airlines and Philippine National Bank. So these groups no, that are part of the Lushotan group of company. From the civil society, they bring in local knowledge on the other hand, social consciousness, advocacy, and community organizing and mobilization. So ang maganda naman with civil society, the strength that they have is they have local knowledge because usually they are the ones that are there in the community listening to what the community really wants uh, going in areas that are not being reached by government service kaya din nandiyan ang civil society because the government cannot do everything and usually in areas where the government fails the civil society comes in Right? So, they have an important role to play. So, ano yung mga example of civil society groups? So, we have World Vision, for example, because a lot of families could not send their children to school and the government cannot provide for everything. So, World Vision, for example, is providing scholarship, right? And then you have the government, of course. So, the government provides infrastructure, policy, information, political will in an enabling environment. So, the government still no, has a lot of role to play because they have the budget that we, they get from taxation and other means. No? So, the government is one of the major, if not the major, SD agent in any society. What is civil society? So that I think because we encounter civil society as a term so much, no? Uh, civil society refers to those agencies, institutions, movements, cultural forces, and social relationships which are both privately and voluntarily organized and which are not directly controlled by the state. So they are institutions, agencies, or movements, and cultural forces. So these are individuals or groups that are privately and voluntarily organized. So hindi sila kinomission ng state um, but they do their own thing in development work no? sinabi nga natin kanina in areas where the state do not come in no? so civil society plays an important role 
this is the realm of private power and private organization whereas the state is the realm of public power and public organization so union different big difference because usually by nature civil society is from the private sector so these include many academic institutions definitely not UP because UP is a government institution professional organizations NGOs people's organizations church organizations among others so, civil society organizations are considered a global countervailing force which has enough clout to influence government and business. For example, the Philippine Red Cross, diba? It is not just in policy making but even automatic na, no? Matic na. When you need blood, for example, you go to Red Cross. And Red Cross is not from the government, it's from the private sector. But they address a specific development issue or social development issue concerning, for example, the lack of blood, diba? And, for example, Partners in Health, Danish Refugee Council, Medicine Sans Frontières, or Doctors Without Borders, Wikimedia Foundation, etc. So, these are the, a lot of different civil society organizations that we have. Kayo ba? Uh, can you name some civil society organizations that you know of or has helped you personally? So, may alam ba kayo? So, maybe you have some time to think and recall kung if how civil society has touched your life in one way or another. So, an attributes of a non-government organization is usually, of course, they're not part of the government, they do not make profit, they're voluntary, they're solid in continuing form, they're altruistic and philanthropic, they're there because they want to help. So, these are organized by private individual individuals for private public purpose. So, they are usually a critic, a competitor, and even a partner of government. So, they criticize the government because they are there in the community and they point out areas that the government should improve. Sometimes, the private sector is seen as a competitor. Kasi, sometimes even, no? so, but that is not something that we would like to see. Minsan kasi hindi sila nagkakaintindihan. Diba? And minsan, the private sector does more than the government. So, for example, dun nga pagdating sa blood, it's like a territory of the Red Cross already that anytime you need blood, you go to the government, uh, to the Red Cross instead of going to the government to ask for blood. But na, that is not the perspective that you would like to see, no? Na competitor sila. Dapat partner sana kung maayos din si government at maayos din si private sector. And of course, partnership. That is something that you would like to see because ideally, in an ideal world, both the government and the private sector want this, wants the same thing. They want development. They want the well-being of people, right? So, NGOs, uh, in their relation to the private sector, so you have the corporate social responsibility, where NGOs uh, are usually beneficiaries of the private sector. So, the private sector is usually the business firms, the corporations, so they donate a lot of money to the NGOs. Um and they have these corporate social responsibilities. And co corporate social responsibility is uh, these private companies have their own operation, but they do something to help the community that they operate in. And this is something that really interests interest me a lot. You know? I, I think I'm not sure if I heard it from Indira Nui. So Indri Indira Nui is an Indian American who became the uh, a woman CEO of uh, Pepsi Cola. So she was saying that we need to rethink corporate social responsibility as not just something that you wreak havoc to the environment with your operation and then you do good in other parts of the world. It's like, you know, trying to uh, 
re- redeem yourself for not doing your businesses properly. So I think the rethinking of corporate social responsibility is that uh, you have to do well. You have to be ethical in your business operation and at the same time do something to help your community. Actually, treating your employees right and making sure that your operation does not compromise the environment is already a form of corporate social responsibility, isn't it? Diba? Ikaisipin natin. And then there's venture philanthropy. So NGO and private enterprises as high involvement partners. I think I'm not sure if this has been quite um, popular in the Philippines, but we can see some donations from the SM Group to UP, to LaSalle. But they donated a few billions for educational institution. But again, let's, ha- let's evaluate critically how those donations uh, went about. But it definitely, there are some examples uh, that we can see here in... Um, in the Philippines. But in the United States, for example, you have billionaires donating billions of pesos and or dollars to the university so that they can have more scholarship no? and or engage in more research and create new schools, etc. So that's the purpose of venture philanthropy. Community organizing is the foundation of NGO work in the Philippines. So presently, it's mandated in the Constitution to involve the NGO in Philippine development. And this is also contained in Local Government Code of 1991. And I think if you are community organizing, so ano ba yung mga basic principles? Ako ang natutunan ko when I was volunteering a lot, um, several years ago, I think more than five years ago, uh, after I graduated, one of the things that I've learned is this phrase, Start where people are, build on what they have. No, so you start where people are, which means that uh, you do not introduce something or an intervention that is beyond the capacity of the people. And you, when you say build from where they are, you recognize that there are strengths and there are potentials on the part of people in the community, and you build from that when you craft or develop programs. So there are different SD agents and organizations. Of course, we have the professional personnel. These are the key SD agents. They're trained at government academies or universities. They are really uh, trained. So they either took social work or community development. And even you, if you are from human ecology, you can be categorized as one of those professional uh SD, social development workers. So they operate at all levels but actively, but active especially at the community level and administration of SD programs. They administer both government and non-governmental initiatives but these have trainings, no? formal trainings in social development. And kayo din, pag kayo ng human ecology and in particular if you take uh, social technology as a major, you become uh, a professional SD administrator, and it can be a good job. Huh? It, it doesn't mean that it doesn't it doesn't give you, uh, you you are sacrificing so much to the community, and you're not getting enough pay. Of course, you will not b- get very very rich, but it's enough to make you live a comfortable life. I mean, it's not really that. Um, it it shouldn't be. Um, it shouldn't. I think the assumption that the SD professionals are really poor and ragtag. I mean. And not really, because you cannot help others, no? If you do not help yourself first. And especially right now, with a lot of programs and a lot of initiatives, uh, you're not really in a bad shape, no? So, 
Para professionals, on the other hand, receive some training at specialized training institutions. So, they are also trained, but they are paraprofessionals nga, no? So, they perform specialized tasks and short courses are often used for this purpose to equip them for that. They implement SD projects supervised by SD professionals and the number of paraprofessionals increase as there has been a global retrenchment and laying off of SD professionals. So these are the groups of people who had some trainings at some institutes and they help the professionals in implementing SD uh, activities. And sometimes these paraprofessionals are more informed about the reality of the community than the professionals. Then you have the government administrators, the policy makers, and professional planners. So these are the people who are working in government. So example, the people who are working at the Department of Social Welfare and Development. So a lot of our graduates go there. I think a few ST graduates are working in DSWD. There's even, I think, a social technology arm of DSWD. So their purpose is to formulate social policies which are incorporated into national development plans. They engage in sectoral planning in education, health, housing, social services, community development, and social protection. They coordinate also the implementation of plans by government ministries or departments, in our case here in the Philippines, and participate in the evaluation of outcomes. So they implement these goals, uh, you know, I think for them to do that, it requires efficient and coordinated national level planning that mobilizes and coordinates various agencies within the government for policies and programs to be implemented at the national and local level. So it takes a lot of coordination and that is where they are trained. And um, of course, we have a lot of things to work on in terms of that coordination because development or social development in particular, it's a big endeavor that needs to be coordinated as we understood no? in some of our lectures in the past weeks. And uh, you really need to be able to be trained and have experience to be able to coordinate that multiple uh, activities leading to social development. So local people are volunteers. These are very important. They're grassroots agents who are usually compensated for the work. And if you have formal training, so the barangay health workers are very, very helpful. They identify the local needs, mobilize community members, and establish a variety of local social development projects. They may form local organizations which become formal organiza uh, organizations. So, yung mga local organizations that they built become local formal organizations by adopting governance and organizational procedures, opening bank accounts, and even employing professional staff. So, usually these are people organizations. Uh, that they are grouping themselves with each other or usually cooperatives na meron na silang grupo and they have common plans and they have uh, some pay even. No? But these are people from the local community who are helping out. And I think if we can categorize even here as volunteers kasi the BHWs in the past, I'm not sure if right now they've been professionalized, but in the past, OF, uh, BHWs are usually considered as uh, volunteers because they were they were just paid with honorarium, no? the barangay health workers and the nutrition staff. And usually, these people know a lot about the community. Kahit nakapikit, alam nila kung saan yung bahay ni ganito, bahay ni ganyan. And I think they, they really have an understanding of the development conditions in their area. Okay, so families in households, they recognize lately through the livelihood approach. No? So the 
they they've been just recognized but the families and households are very important as well no? they are the primary unit for social development they are the beneficiaries before yun yung perspective but right now they are partners or social agents themselves because diba ang mindset ngayon with social development if you uh, enable communities and you co-create change with the communities and they feel that they are given the space to be able to uh, participate in development programming meaningfully. So, marami silang magagawa. So, for example, in fighting malnutrition, diba? it's not just the BHWs, the government, and the doctors at the rural health unit or the midwives that are working to fight um, malnutrition. But the mothers within the homes are very important actors in, in that respect. So, there are also middle class social entrepreneurs. So, one example that we have here is AI4Gov. So, these are my, this is a good friend of mine, Lay. So, they do, um, they try to use artificial intelligence as a means for government to know, to, to know the programs of government. To I, I think right now they're working on COVID. So, just messenger and you chat with the robot and you figure out, you try to understand ano ba yung yung ginagawa ng LGU mo and they, you can also rate no do some rating and even surveys kung ano mga deliveries but they do a lot of good things that you can access via your mobile phone so that's revolutionary so these are usually they're active in uh, social development in the global south they initiate new programs establish NGOs and lobby from both national and international sources they are attuned to new ideas and help to create organizations that promote innovative approaches. They tap into the wider social movements and international activist organizations. These are usually founded by middle-class social entrepreneurs as AI4Gov is. And then you have conventional, not-for-profit, and faith-based organizations such as World Vision, which is attached to uh, evangelical Christianity. So, they are established also by middle-class entrepreneurs to serve needy individuals. They engage in advocacy, fundraising, and promoting uh, what are called the self-help groups comprised of people previously served by traditional social service organizations. So, there are international faith-based organizations such as Christian Aid, Caritas, and World Vision. They spearhead a variety of SD activities. So, Local mosques, temples, and churches also serve as centers for social development. Actually, during the COVID-19 pandemic, we can see the Catholic Church, for example, giving around 1 billion pesos, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, they they do play a role in, in, in social development as well, right? So, we have international organizations, which we... Are, think we are familiar with the most popular is the United Nations they focus on global goals to foster greater international collaboration among the world's governments they pioneered new approaches such as the MDGs and SDGs or the social security floor by the international labor organization so I do think that um, for example these international organizations are also uh, responsible for giving financing for example to a lot of development projects that are often neglected by the government so whether they are effective or not i think you can read more literature on that but definitely they have been providing a source of money you not know, if you want to engage in projects that the government cannot fund so foreign government donors so rich countries and emerging economies 
have spearheaded their own international SD program. So a lot of these international donors include Australian Aid, USAID, UK Aid from DFID or the Department of International Development of the United Kingdom. You have COICA or the Korean International Cooperation Agency and JICA or Japan International Cooperation Agency. They do a lot of development programs. Uh, JICA, for example, is focused a lot on infrastructure, COICA, a little bit on agriculture, UK aid, a little bit of human rights, and Australian aid in malaria, for example, and in agriculture as well. I think they are trying to, to, to work on that. So foreign foundations are also key SD agents. These include uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, very active in population initiative, population control initiative. Now you have the Rockefeller Foundation. It used to be that UPLB is a beneficiary of a lot of agricultural research and scientific research made by the Rockefellers. You have the Rotary Foundation, which does a lot of, um, of uh, funding also in local communities. So particularly, for example, here in Los Baños, there are two Rotary Clubs. Uh, and in Baeder too as well so they do a lot of funding and I think Rotary is known for the end polio movement I think they're the single largest organization that is really committed to end polio no? so yun yung naging banner ng, ng, ng banner project or banner program ng Rotary and then you have the Ford Foundation they do a lot of scholarship for example no? so these are different um, foreign foundations that we have and then, of course, universities and other higher education uh, institutions no? are also active in that regard. Okay, so they provide a training ground for ST professionals and they offer specialist courses and trainings. So, for example, ano ba yung mga institutions na to? Yung Asian Social Institute, the Philippine School of Social Work, our College of Human Ecology, we offer ST the College of Social Work and Community Development. So these different institutions are also working, no, to to um, for social development. So, and then we have the private sector. Of course, we want to define what CSR is. I, I think we're able to do that already. Um, but of course, the private sector is is working on that as well. Okay, so these are just some of the examples of SD agents and organizations that we have but i think the key takeaway in this lecture is that no single sector can do it alone so during the UNSED, no i think this conference there is a one clear message that came out which means that the task ahead was too much and too important for the government alone so new partnerships had to be forged so it offers a real opportunity for us to cut out uh, inefficiency and waste and we need to provide a workable solution that meet urgent needs as well as sustainability concerns. So instead, I think of the government viewing NGOs as a threat, NGOs are actually its partners in spearheading social development programs. Because not one sector can solve it alone, the problems, the societal problems that we have, and we need to maximize the strengths of each sector to achieve social development. So again, in this lecture, we discuss the different agents and organizations involved in the implementation of SD initiatives. So we've seen universities, we've seen paraprofessionals, we've seen government planners, etc., etc. Um, these are the different uh, organizations, and we've seen also the role 
that they play in spearheading SD. And I think the major takeaway that we can have is the last message that, that we've given, no? that we need partnership instead of confrontation. And there needs to be a recognition on both ends, but I think particularly the government, that the private sector, the CSOs, are its uh, are partners of the government in serving our people. Thank you very much and see you next week for our podcast on SDS 101. Happy weekend to you.